the Gospel of John, chapter 6. If you found that, will you stand with us, please? And I'd just like to say this morning, things don't go the way you think they should. Amen. And I'm glad. See, if it was up to me, things would go one way. Amen. But I'm glad I can't see what's going to happen. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. Verse 1. I got take me down just a little bit this morning. Please, thank you. Thank you. The book of John, chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a very great or and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles plural, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there, uh, now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that a prof- that prophet that should come into the world. You may be seated. Father, good God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in your presence this hour. Father, I pray this morning you'd hide me behind the shadow of the cross. Hide me in the cliff of the rock. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that you cleanse our minds and empty us of self. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, I'm thankful this morning for your saving grace. Lord, I'm thankful this morning for your keeping grace. And Lord God, I pray this morning you'd save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, encourage the child of God. And I pray this morning, God, that we'll see, Lord God, men and women, Lord God, boys and girls, give it our all. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. And I pray today, God, for a miracle. In Jesus' precious name, together the church says, 
Amen and amen. This morning I want us to uh, realize this scripture that we've read in your hearing. Uh, it is uh, uh, outside of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the only miracle that is repeated in the Symptoptic Gospels. Uh, it is the only miracle that is in Matthew, uh, uh, Mark, Luke, and John. All four writers uh, uh, pin down this miracle uh, and this uh, paired with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus are the only two miracles that are pinned down in all four of those gospels this morning I want to just think about this for a moment and I want to draw your attention this morning unto this morning verse number 9 the Bible says in verse 8 that one of his disciples Andrew Simon Peter's brother saith unto him look in verse 9 there is a lad here now let's stop right there for a minute and realize uh, there was over 5,000 men according to the word of God that did not include the children, uh, that did not include the women. Uh, you say preacher what's so special about that? Uh, well I want you to first of all know uh, honey that there in the middle of a crowd, let's just say for a moment uh, that uh, let's say that three fourths of those men uh, had a wife. Uh, amen. And let's this morning say that number totals out around uh, 8,500 or 9,000 somewhere in that area Area, and we find, let's say, that every one of those kids had uh, three, or every one of those uh, men had three kids. Uh, anyhow, let's say this morning that that total number is somewhere between twelve uh, and 15,000 that are gathered together. Uh, oh, preacher, what's so special about that? Uh, I want you to know this morning the day was far spent. Uh, they were there in a desert area. Amen. And we know today that they couldn't just run down to McDonald's uh, or to Burger King. Uh, amen. They didn't have any food. Uh, amen. They did not have enough, uh, honey, to sustain the multitude of the crowd of people that came. Uh, but in the midst of all of these people uh, were one little lad. Uh, and according to the scripture, the Bible says in verse 9, uh, honey, that Andrew saith, uh, there is a lad here uh, which hath five uh, barley loaves uh, and two small fishes. Uh, let's stop right there for a minute. Uh, uh, there is a pause there at that colon. Uh, then he went on and said but what are they among so many? Can I tell you this morning church, honey, that God is able to take you when you've got just a little bit and He's able to make it a great thing. He can take you when you don't have nothing and God is able to make you, honey, something that is great. You say, preacher, what's so special about that? I thought this morning, honey, we find in the Word of God, honey, that this young man, this little lad, he did not volunteer volunteer his food. He did not raise his hand and say, I've got some bread. I've got some fishes. Honey, somebody told on him. Somebody ratted him out. Can I tell you this morning, honey, that you might be that one this morning, honey, that's got enough just to get you by and you don't want to share with anybody else. Now let me just stop right there. This is not a tithing message. It is not about money. Amen. It's about giving your all. You understand this morning you may be doing well you may be doing spiritually sound you may be doing honey exactly what God wants you to do and you may be this morning on a spiritual cloud honey but do you realize this morning honey that you may be the miracle that somebody around you needs there may be somebody this morning honey that's sitting in this building honey that's got the thoughts of suicide honey that's got the thoughts of quitting honey that's got the thought of throwing in the towel 
smile and maybe your encouragement. Maybe you calling on them. Maybe you just say, Brother so-and-so, how are you doing today? I just want to tell you today I love you. I want to encourage you today. I'm proud of you for being faithful under the house of God. I'm proud of you this morning for standing up and singing in the choir. Do you realize this morning, honey, you don't know what your neighbor's going through. You don't know what your pew partner's facing. Honey, but I want you to know this morning, God is able to take what you got and God is able to help somebody. He's able to put you in a position where you're able to bless somebody's life. But you've got to be willing to give it your all today. I want you to realize this this morning. I have to imagine for a minute if that little boy was anything like me. Whenever Andrew started saying he's a lad here, it's got five barley loaves. Let me take my three, my three song books. I have to imagine if I was that little boy whenever that uh, Andrew started ratting him out and saying he's a lad here that's got uh, five barley loaves. And two fishes. What kind of fish? I'm going to call them catfish. Hallelujah. See, if it had been like me, J.J., I'd have hit them. My four and no more. Oh, don't you look down your pharisaical nose and look at me like that in judgment. You understand this morning the attitude of this world today is I'm going to worry about my four and no more. I'm going to worry about me, myself, and I. I'm not going to help my neighbor. Listen to me this morning. Did not Jesus say, love thy neighbor as thyself? Who is thy neighbor? Amen. I want to tell you this morning, honey, that when Jesus was on the cross honey the Bible said honey that he looked up and Jesus' mother Mary was there and according to the scripture honey the John the apostle was there and Jesus said behold thy mother amen he was speaking to John and to Mary he said behold thy son you know what he was doing he was making sure honey that she was taken care of and I want you to understand this morning honey that we live in such a doggy dog society people are only worried about themselves you realize this morning honey listen I thank God for my workplace but the workplace don't care about you they're worried about the numbers they're worried about the profit don't you shake your head at me you understand this morning honey we sick and we look and people are in devastation children hungry no food in their cabinets. No food in the refrigerator. Parents as high on meth. And the children run around on the streets at all hours of the day. Listen, what I'm saying today is we are able to help, but we've got to give it our all. I got my five little barley loaves. I got my two little fishes. Everybody around me in a crowd of about 15,000 doesn't have anything. And Andrew, one of those disciples, are ratting me out. 
I just have to imagine this morning that maybe that little lad caught those two fishes with his own hook or maybe with his own net. And I thought this morning of those little five barley loaves according to the word of God. Hey man, I want you to know this morning I got to thinking maybe his mama made those five barley loaves for him and maybe he caught those two fishes and maybe he was going to take them to the market and sell it so that mama would be able to have enough money. Amen. Listen to me. To pay the physician. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this morning things don't go the way you think they ought to. We have things figured out. We, Amen. Kelly and I got married. I was 23 years old. We decided we was going to have children. We didn't have life planned out. We were going to have children. Amen. And listen, we had, we had an age limit that we were going to be when we had our first child. We had another age limit. We were going to have our second child. But I'm here to tell you today, things don't always work the way you've got them figured. You say, preacher, we fought long and hard. We've got a bulletproof plan. Well, let me just stop you and tell you this morning, we live in a world full of failures. We live in a world full of faults. But I'm glad to tell you this morning that if you'll bring all that you have under the Savior of heaven, He is able to make you into what He wants you to be. Thank God, listen, Kelly and I started trying to have a kid. Amen. It was about four years we prayed and we tried and I wrestled. Now listen, I'm being honest with you. I'm being as transparent as I can. I struggled. I was broken because we didn't have this child. I remember Jeff standing at the front altar of my home church and requesting prayer that God would give us a child. Listen to what I'm saying. But it did not happen until I got to the point where I was broken enough where I had to surrender and say, Lord, whatever you want, you take me and use me as you'd have me to be. Maybe about nine months later, eight months later, we had a baby. Listen to what I'm telling you this morning. You can hold on to your little bread. and You can hold on to your little fish. And you can still get to heaven. Understand me. But there might be somebody along the way that's starving. And you've got the answer. Amen. I have no idea what Lindsay's going through, okay? Don't y'all look at Lindsay like, what's wrong with Lindsay? She's married to Adam, Amen. Did I get that right? Amen. Shame on this bunch, Lord. Help them, Father. I have no idea what Brother Jason's going through. Steve, got no clue what you're going through. Anthony, I have no idea what you're fighting. You understand what I'm saying this morning? But a kind word. Jason, I love you. Brother Jason, Sister Amy is supposed to be away this weekend. I'm not going to tell everything, all right? Brother Jason, Sister Amy is supposed to be away. And I walked into church and I seen him. I thought, huh. I said, I thought y'all were supposed to be gone. He said, preacher, 
He said, Pastor, you won't understand or you won't believe it. Don't remember how he phrased it. It just seemed like one thing after another. You ever had one of those times and really all you needed was somebody just to slide up beside of you and say, I'm glad you're here this morning. I love you, Brother Mike. I want you to know I'm praying for you. Thank God, preacher, what are you saying? This little guy, he had this morning, honey, the little five barley loaves and the two little fishes. He didn't volunteer it. He was voluntold on. Amen. Amen. You know what he was? He was exposed. What do you mean this morning, preacher? I want to show you something in the scripture this morning. And I want you to realize this morning, honey, in verse number 11, thank you, Lord. There are certain things in your life, if you're not willing to give, God will take. Don't shoot the messenger. I didn't write it, but I'm going to recite it. Look with me in verse number 11. I want you to look with me this morning. And Jesus, what's that next word? Took the loaves. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. My wife's doing well. My kids are doing well. But what if God wants more out of me? <laughs> I'm not willing to give. <laughs> you know what God will do? <laughs> <laughs> He'll drive you down. He'll drive you to a place where either you surrender it, whether you either submit to His way or you'll regret not releasing it. I thought this morning, that little lad, this morning, Brother Jason, will you come and try to take my books from me? My little bread. My little bread. Mama made that bread. My two little fishes. Mama, t- hey, listen, Mama, give me the bait to catch. Listen to me this morning. And you realize this morning how many of you sitting in the church and God's wrestling with you, trying to get you to a higher plane of living. But we're trying to hold on to what we got because that is as far as we can see. We can't see what God's going to do with it. All we can see is the right here and the right now. But when we turn loose, God's able to take your five loaves and two fishes and turn it into something that you cannot explain. Thank you, Brother Jay. Thank God for my bread and my fishes. Amen. I got them back. Hallelujah. I wonder how many of you have lost your tears. I wonder how many of you have lost your shout. I wonder how many of you used to have such a spiritual testimony. Somewhere along the way, you just wouldn't let go of what you were holding on to. And Listen, I'm not saying you're holding on to something that's bad. I'm just saying you might be holding on to something that God wants. The Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. You believe that everything that God created, we have today. I mean, I believe He, I believe he created the blue cat catfish in the river. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I believe He created the striped bass. Amen. It can all fall. Amen. I believe he, amen. I believe he created the big walleye. Amen. That's swimming upstream this morning. Preacher, what are you doing? I want to show you this morning. Amen. All Jesus had to do was to speak it. And there it was. You don't think he could have fed those thousands of people just by speaking? Amen. He could have led them over the next hill and there could have been a plantation where they could have all eaten. But that's not what he wanted to do. What he wanted to do was to take what that little lad had 
and to do a miracle. Preacher, what do you mean this morning? I want to tell you this morning that there are some things that we may not understand why that God wants us to submit unto Him. Amen. How about old brother Abraham? According to the word God, brother Abraham took and he took Isaac up and they were climbing Mount Moriah. Amen. And he was going to lay Abraham, was going to lay Isaac down. He was going to take the knife. He was going to kill Isaac. Amen. He followed through. Listen to me this morning. I want you to know this morning I believe Abraham was a man of God. I believe the Bible calls him a friend of God. Amen. I believe that he bound him up. I believe he laid him down and I believe just as he had the knife back and was getting ready to kill his son, he man, his only begotten son. Amen. That came down through the spirit. Amen. He's getting ready to kill him. And according to the word of God, the voice from heaven spoke and said, Abraham, do thy son no harm. Amen. God didn't want to Isaac, what God wanted was Abraham. But God couldn't have Abraham because Abraham was holding on to Isaac. Many of you here this morning, you may sit here in the pew and it may be so long since you felt the power of God, since you felt God speak to you and you just continue to row the boat. Row the boat. I'm rowing the boat because it's the right thing to do. What if God wants to take your oars? Amen. What if God wants to take your boat we've got to be willing to let go and to submit under the way of God now watch this in verse number 11 the Bible said and he took the bread he took the bread but he did not take the fishes what do you mean look with me look at the word of God look with me amen the Bible says in verse 11 he took the loaves and there's a semicolon. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to his disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. As much as they would. That tells me that that young man might have looked and he seen the bread. And he saw the bread just multiplying. Just so, well, I know there was more. I know they I know they wasn't that much to make up all that bread that's coming out of that pot. Amen. I believe that young man might have got to the point as they would. I believe that young man got to the point where he surrendered the fish. Listen to what I'm telling you this morning. Amen. If you put the world before God, it won't be long before God takes the world from you. Amen. Amen. You put your job before God, it won't be long till there's trouble in the workplace. Listen to this preacher. I know what I'm telling you this morning to be the truth. If you put this morning, honey, the ball teams, honey, before the Lord, it won't be long. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, we've got to make Jesus the Lord of our life. He's already Lord. Amen. You can't make Him Lord. He's already Lord. But you can make Him Lord of your life. How do I do that, preacher? Give Him your all. Amen. Trust Him this morning and let Jesus take control this morning of your life. Look with me this morning. We see this morning in verse number 36 of the Gospel of Mark. Same story. According to the Word of God, the Bible teaches this morning.
morning. Send them away that they may go into the country around about, into the villages, and buy themselves bread. For they have nothing to eat. We see the signs of desperation. We see this morning that some of these disciples, oh, Brother Philip, for a moment, this morning, Philip answered and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Amen. There was a little bit of desperation. There was a little bit of doubt. Honey, but I want you to know this morning, honey, God came for a reason and a determination so that you could see His Son be glorified. In Mark, Mark chapter 6, verse 38, He saith unto him, unto them, How many loaves have ye? I love these next three words. Go and see. Can I tell you this morning, church, that if you're not trusting the Lord, amen, as number one in your life, you've tried to figure it out. You've got it all determined. Well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Listen to what I'm telling you this morning. Your plan may fail. It's got to be God leading in order for us to have the success in this life. Now listen, listen. We see the desperation. We see the determination. But I want you to think about this in John 6, chapter 12, or verse 12. We see the demonstration. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain. Listen to this next statement. Four words. That nothing be lost. We give... This morning, I'm not, again, I'm not talking about money. That's not what we're after. I'm after you. Each individual, we have the potential to spark a fire. Each individual, we have the potential to start a revival. Each individual, we have the potential to live closer to the Lord in 2023 than we've ever lived before. But it's up to you how close you live to the Lord. It's up to you whether or not you, you are part of the revival that sparks. It's up to you if you're part of the fire that begins. What do you mean this morning, preacher? There is a little lad among us who has five barley loaves and two fishes. If I could this morning, can I have every young person in the building that is under the age of 21 to stand if you're able this morning. Stand up this morning. Now I'm going to ask you one more thing. Will you get out of your seat if you're able and come up front with me for just a minute? Every one of you, please. I'm not going to ask you to sing. I'm not going to ask you to recite anything. I just want to see you this morning. Come on, Brother Hunter. Thank God for these little ones. Okay. And there is a little lad. Look at this. Who has five barley loaves and two little fishes. Now listen to me this morning. These young people, they don't know what you know. They've not yet experienced what you've experienced. Start with these young ones. How old are you? Nine? Eleven? Nine? Ten? Thirteen? Five? Twelve? Five? Twelve? 
You're growing fast. 16, 12, 5, 7, 17, 10, 9, I thought he said 19. <laughs> how old are you? Six. Six. Twelve. Hunter, how old are you? Three. Five. Five. I'm two. You're two? How old are you? I'm three. You're, now that's not three. Three. Hold them up. Okay, let's fix that. There you go. Hold that finger down. There you go. Three. How old are you? Oh, you're a girl. Hold on. How old are you, Ezra? Two. Two. How old are you, Evan? Six. Eight. Five. Fifteen. Twenty. Lord, have mercy. Sixteen. How old are you, sweetheart? Somebody go ahead and tell me. Three. Now listen. These young people have not gone through depression. These young people have not gone through the anxiety. Now listen to me. They may have hit some, but they've not experienced what you have. These young people have not yet encountered the suicidal tendencies that this world brings. Some of these young people have not faced the temptations of drugs and alcohol. Listen to what I'm telling you this morning. We sat in our congregation as adults... And we have the opportunity to help these. You say, preacher, in the Bible, the Bible had the lad helping everybody else. What if you are the lad? See, the only way we can come to Christ is as one of these little children. This morning, somebody give me a count. Anybody know how many kids are here? Too many. I No, not too many. I heard that. Cammy, you know how many kids we had? Don't remember. All right, somebody, somebody be smarter than I am and count. 26, all right. 30, 27. All right, y'all sit down. <laughs> Amen. Hold on, we'll have you back up here in just a minute. You're, you're Roger Burford's granddaughter, aren't you? Yes, amen. <laughs> hold on, hold on, let's go sit down. We're almost done. Little Prince. Now listen to what I'm trying to tell you this morning. These young people need for us adults to be willing to live as close to the Lord. They're counting on you. These young people need to be taught how to spiritually live their life. These young people are not here this morning just to learn what the teachers teach them. Or what Pastor John has for him in a message. These young people are much smarter than you and I want to give them credit for. You know what they're doing? They're observing. Well, that's not how mama talks. That's not how daddy talks. Never will forget. Never will forget here at Union Valley. Maybe the first year, the first second year that we were here for Bible school, there was a, a family of kids. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Ain't none of your business. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And they had the awfulest language at three years old. I mean, it absolutely ripped my heart. As a matter of fact, it angered me. It made me mad. 
I went out on the parking lot to talk to the mama. And she blamed the daddy. Now listen what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you this morning is it's real easy for us to hold our bread and hold our fish and say, well, it's their fault. It's daddy's fault. Or it's mama's fault. Realize this this morning. If we will be willing to surrender our fish and surrender our bread unto the Lord. What's that bread represent, preacher? What's that fish represent? It it represents this morning whatever you're holding on to that is keeping Christ from working in your life. Maybe, just maybe, you could have a home of prayer if you'd surrender. Maybe this morning... You could see your children or grandchildren come to the Lord and be saved if you'd be willing to let go and just let God have it. It's up to you this morning. Would you stand with us, please?